Welcome to the Mom Worthy Podcast. This is Brittany. This is Sam. Grab your coffee or your wine and come hang out with us as we talk to Psyched Mommy. All righty. So today we have Psyched Mommy in the room with us and she's <laughs> going to answer all your questions about mental health, postpartum anxiety, depression, everything that you submitted. We're going to ask her and First, though, can you give us a little introduction of yeah. who you are and what you do? Yes. My name is Asherina, so most people would know me as Psyched Mommy, but I actually have a name. <laughs> wow, I didn't know. <laughs> and um, I became a psychologist quite a few years ago, and I've done it like a lot of different things, uh, worked in a lot of different fields before I became a mom. And then when I became a mom, I realized I wanted to focus my attention on maternal mental health. Or we say perinatal mood and anxiety disorders, but that's a mouthful. So I um, became certified in that. And now that's like the focus of my attention and my energy because I realized that I didn't have a clue. Like after I became a mom, I realized I didn't have a clue that what was going on in me and what all this, like this transition and everything that changed for me, I was like, somebody else has to be feeling this way. So that's when I started pursuing that and learning more about it. Well, we're super excited to have you. We've gotten over the last six months, so many questions about this topic, and we didn't feel like we should be the one to talk about it. We wanted to get somebody in that was a professional, (laughs) versus us just being like, we got it too, girl. (laughs) (laughs) We wanted somebody that could actually give advice on how to, what to do with this. So we're really excited to have you. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. An easy breastfed baby. Yes, Amy. Amy. Highly. Yes. Yes. She was just in love with you. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's like, she's local. You got to get her on. Yeah, I love Amy. Yeah, she worked with me, too. Yeah. So I was, she saved me. You guys, my whole breastfeeding journey. You guys are like the dream team. Right? <laughs> I know, so. right? That's good to know. Is there anything that moms can do to prepare themselves mentally to hopefully not encounter this? Or yeah, is it inevitable for certain moms? It's not inevitable. I mean... So there are a few things that put you at risk and previous mental health diagnosis. So if you've previously been diagnosed with anxiety or depression Mm -hmm. or OCD, Mm -hmm. bipolar, whatever it may be, um, puts you at greater risk. If you have a family history, so like maybe if your mom or grandma or aunt had these experiences, you're at greater risk. But there's, so there's a ton of risk factors, Mm -hmm. whether it's, um, with your family, with yourself, maybe you've had trauma, um, but just because you have those risk factors doesn't mean it's automatically going to express Mm -hmm. itself and you're going to experience it. Um, and I think it's what you do with those risk factors. So it's like, okay, I know I've had all this in the past. Mm-hmm. Now what am I going to do with that? So it's like, do I take, how do I take care of myself to prep? What am I doing? Am I engaging in like exercise regularly? And I like, we're going on like general self-care stuff. Yeah. It doesn't have to look like this. Yeah. yeah. So like whether it's exercise looks different for different people. Some people want to CrossFit. Some people want to like stretch in their living room, you know? So it's just like, it's really dependent on you, what you feel comfortable doing, what feels good for you. Um, you know, managing that stress. Like, are you talking to a therapist? I highly recommend it. If you Mm -hmm. already feel like I have a lot of risk factors, I'm feeling like I'm already like a lot of women will report these symptoms in pregnancy. So get plugged in with a therapist. There's, it's never too early. Yeah. And as long as you kind of follow that care up afterward or throughout, you're you're kind of putting your setting yourself up for success mm-hmm. or for a better um, situation. And that way, there are people. I don't want to say monitoring you, but you got that accountability. Yeah. So it's like when you are feeling off, you have those people to check in with and say, "I'm starting to feel a little off. I don't feel like myself. Or I find myself just getting really stuck in my head." And now you yeah. have the resources right in front of you. So even getting in a support group prior to whether it's like a 
you know, these, there's got tons of different kinds mm-hmm. of supports, yeah. even if it's like breastfeeding support or yeah. prenatal care support, whatever it is, um, to go to them and get plugged in. I think that's really important, but really just being mindful of yourself, mm-hmm. taking care of yourself and setting up help for postpartum mm-hmm. throughout pregnancy, but also postpartum. Yeah. I think I, I could have done a better job now that I reflect. I didn't really like... I, I did have a meal train, which was very helpful, mm-hmm. but like nothing else. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. I wish everybody was over, like hold my baby. I want to go take a nap, yeah. <laughs> you know, take, hold my yeah. baby. I want to go take a shower. And I didn't ask for that help. Yeah. I was the same way. And it sets you up for like mm-hmm. just feeling really overwhelmed. I hate accepting help. I hate asking for and accepting it. So yes. yeah, totally. It, I didn't it's want to. You just have I was to like, do don't it. touch my baby. I want to hold my baby. Me too. That yes. was me. That was me too. I did I not was sleep. With it. I didn't sleep like at all mm-hmm. those first, I would say, a couple of months actually. I felt like I didn't sleep. <laughs> I'm just starting to sleep again. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> my, my son didn't really sleep until he was nine and a half months. Yeah. And oh. then he started waking up again, and I was like, no, no. Caprice <laughs> finally sleeping through the night because I weaned her. Oh, okay. That's what all my kids did. Every time I weaned them from breastfeeding, they started sleeping through the night. So she's over one years old. So. I'm, that's, that, that's what it took. I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. So sleep is... Sleep. I mean, sleep deprivation, yeah, I'm sure, it does a, real... a lot to someone's mind oh, and yeah. can screw them up a little bit. Yeah. I know for me, it made me very irritable. <laughs> yes. Sleep deprivation. I, don't, I say, like, it can be a prescribed treatment. But it's an absolutely is an exacerbating factor for the mood disorders, yeah. mood and anxiety disorders. I mean, you take already everything that's overwhelming about motherhood, that new stages mm-hmm. of motherhood, and then you add, I haven't slept. Yeah. And then now it's like amplified. I mean, if yeah. you didn't sleep on a regular day, it, you would be irritable. You're yeah. like, get out of my face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now it's like, I have yeah. somebody that needs me yeah. like 24-7. I'm not sleeping. Um, so it's kind of like you... I hate to say, like, pick your poison, but it's like, do I really try to just trust somebody, whether it's your partner or whoever? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody that you trust is, like, not, I don't want to say, like, smoking a pack of cigarettes or something like that yeah, before yeah. they come to hold your baby yeah. or is ill. And, you know, because yeah. somebody... That's the you hard can, part sometimes yeah. is finding someone yeah. that you can trust to hold your baby. Yes, absolutely. So it's, like, really scoping that out yeah. um, and asking for those supports. Maybe it is another mom that's like a little further along in the process and is sleeping through the night yeah. and can just come over for a little bit or, yeah. um, but yeah, getting that support or maybe if it's not with your baby, maybe it's support in your home. Like, Hey, I really need somebody to come clean. And mm-hmm. if you can't pay for it, Hey mom, Hey mother-in-law, Hey aunt, Hey sister, cousin, whoever, yeah. I really need your help. Mm-hmm. Or even just like delegate somebody else to create like yeah. a, postpartum care kit for you so they're like sign up for these things I'm trying to help take care of my friend and I think that's something that everybody that's surrounding a new mom needs to hear because people just want to pay play with the baby they just want to hold the baby nobody offered to clean my house or do my laundry or anything like that but they sure as heck offered to hold that (laughs) baby yeah for sure so true yeah how's your baby doing right you're like wait Uh hold on yeah hold on here I went through like hell and high water. Can someone please take care of me? Yeah. So yes, that's so important. And I think like, um, food is one thing. It's great. I loved it. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I hate. It. I don't want to have to think about what we're gonna eat. But just care, like the care of my home, mm-hmm. the care of like support, or just someone to sit there and listen. I was feeling all these emotions, and it would have been so great for someone to sit down with me and say, "I remember feeling this way," or yeah. even even if I didn't, like yeah. I know this is a hard time, and it's gonna yeah. be hard. 
um, you want to sit down, we can watch a show together. Or, yeah. like, it's okay to cry. I remember my mom, this is, like, something that will be stuck in my mind for mm-hmm. the rest of my life. She was so confused by my emotions, like, postpartum. And I'm like, did she, like, not experience any, like, baby blues? Mm-hmm. And she looked at me, and I was crying one day. I'm, like, nursing my son, and I'm just, like, sobbing. <laughs> and she's like, do you not want him? And I was like, oh, my gosh. I oh, to hear you. that. Yeah, to hear <laughs> like, that. I was like, no, Mom. I love him. I want him. I just don't know what's going on with me yeah. right now. And I'm, like, frazzled by it. I want it to go away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was something, like... As a support person, be a, like just be present. Careful about yeah. your skin yes. too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So because you've obviously never forgotten that. Yes, and ne- you never will. Never. No. I have never in my life. Well, they don't remember years. too. I mean, that was so long ago. They don't remember what I they know. were feeling, and they also didn't write it down on social media like right. these days too. So right, like let me go look at my blog. Yeah, I three years ago. <laughs> my Facebook said five years ago today. Really <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they didn't have that. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Exactly. <laughs> So one of the questions that we got too was um, prepping for baby number two when you had either trauma or just like a bad pregnancy. What mm-hmm. should they do to prepare? So I so when I think of somebody who is already feeling anxious about having a subsequent pregnancy, I start to question. It's not necessarily the the, the deal, but like I start to question if they had some trauma surrounding delivery, yeah, or if they just had a really rough. Some people mention that, yep. And, um, so those are things like if somebody had an unplanned C-section or Mm -hmm. if they had to like use forceps or a vacuum or, um, there was just like significant tearing or hemorrhage or whatever, or or a NICU uh, stay. Um, what, and I'm obviously going to miss a lot of the traumatic events, but, um, when they have that kind of traumatic experience, or maybe they had a colicky baby. Mm-hmm. I experienced that. That makes me not want to have any more kids. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, is this going to happen again? And I yeah. understand that anxiety that you have. Yeah. Um, and you're like, I don't want to have to go through these emotions again. And I think the best thing you do is prepare with support. Like, get that. Like, I know villages are not around. Like, you don't go to your neighbor's house, like, typically now and say, like, hey, can you help me out? So it's yeah. like creating, getting plugged in with all of the resources that you need, whatever supports you need. Yeah. And for me, I know now, like for, I, I remember the one thing I did that was, did not serve me and it was so unhelpful was I stayed home a lot. Mm-hmm. And I, and I'm like, why? I mean, I know I get it, but like strap, I'm going to strap that baby onto my chest. Baby wear, yeah. Yes. That and- <laughs> saved me. I didn't do it with my first, but my second yes. I did. And I got out of the house as much as possible. It does make a big difference. It makes such a difference. And I understand that it's hard. So one of like the hall- some of the hallmark symptoms of postpartum depression is it feels even hard to pack a diaper bag. It can feel impossible yeah. to like get your car around, like well, just thinking that through. I get anxiety leaving my house with my kids. And um, I've mentioned that before like, on mm-hmm. my Instagram and stuff. And I had a lot of people agreeing that they get anxiety yeah. too, leaving the house by themselves with their kids. It's scary. Like it getting is. them all out and thinking of all the things that could go wrong while you're out. And... Yes. Like, is my son going to run out in the street? Cause he does yeah. now he's like starting to do that. Yeah. I get that. And I only have one. So I, I imagine that yeah. it's amplified. Well, right? with three too, I'm like, well, sometimes one has to go to the bathroom. And that's all of us. Yes. Four of us in the bathroom. <laughs> You're like shoving them <laughs> you know in the You know what I mean? Stall. Like it's so stressful. So once I'm out though, 
I feel like a badass. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I did it. I got all three kids. Yes. I went out, and then we get home. I'm like, yep, I did that. I did the damn thing. Yes. But before I go out, I'm like, why am I doing this? Why do I have three kids? <laughs> I love them. No. But, <laughs> no, that's so... I love them. Just throw that in there really quick. It's so true. But I get so anxious over it. It's so... That's such a real... Like, what you just yeah. described is so real. It's And that doesn't change, like, how much you love your kids. And that's the thing. Mm-hmm. I always tell people, and I think they're kind of, like, taken back by... But I'm like, I love being a mom, but sometimes I hate it. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. I love it every second of the day. Yeah, like, okay, that's not my real experience. Yeah. Yeah. We've had a couple of those comments. We're like, <laughs> you must have one, and then you they were a, a good dream baby yeah. so far. <laughs> or you wait. have a really good village. Yes. As or well, that too, yeah. right? You get yeah. a lot of your own time, and you can do a lot of self care and yeah. sleeping and whatever yeah. the case may be. Yeah. Yeah, but that's not reality for a lot of people. It's not reality. It wasn't reality for me. Mm-hmm. I think that's hard. Although I think it's wonderful that these moms have such a good experience. I think it can be really hard for people who have anxiety anxiety or depression or mommy mm-hmm. blues to hear of these perfect stories yes it, it makes it seem that normal yeah absolutely you're absolutely correct and I, I think that it's not frequent it's not as frequent as it seems on yeah. social media and I get it it's beautiful it is such a beautiful experience mm-hmm. and I don't want it to take like the hardships of motherhood to take away from how beautiful it can be and how much I love it and how much I love my son and I like yeah. look at him and I'm like you're a terror I love you you know <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, that sums up everything. You're a terror, but I love you. Exactly. It's like, it's so real. And I wish more people would talk about that. Because um, I, my, the, the most difficult things I experienced was the lack of support. I mean, I didn't even ask for it my first go around. And yeah. now I know, like, I know these things. But the other thing would be if I shared something and I felt invalidated, like I felt like nobody else was experiencing it. Like I would share to a couple friends, like, oh, that's never happened to me. Or, oh, that's weird. You know, my kid is pretty good at this. And you're just like, Mm -hmm. it just makes you freeze. You're just like, oh, I am crazy. Right? Because that's what Mm -hmm. it feels like when you're going through all that. But going back to preparing for, like, having another baby, I think creating that village, however small it is, and that's okay, but getting yourself connected. If you already know that you've had this experience before, the best thing you can do is get the supports, whether it's individual therapy with a licensed therapist, um, seeing a uh, psychiatrist, taking medication. I know it's like taboo, but you have to choose the exposure. You're either choosing your kids or you're, you know, you're a growing baby to a depressed mom, an anxious mom, or you are exposing them to a medication. So you got to kind of choose the exposure and um, you have to just figure out what works best for you and your family obviously it's a very personal decision Mm -hmm. so it's doing those things and like getting the supports that you need Mm -hmm. I've also heard that it can take approximately 18 months for your hormones to regulate once you're done breastfeeding Mm -hmm. so if you don't breastfeed that's a year and a half but if you are breastfeeding that's even longer after you give birth is that true is that accurate yeah so um and that was something I also found myself in my journey yeah (laughs) didn't really know too much about it in a lot of to be honest with you a lot of programs are not teaching this it's not Mm like uh professionals are being trained all about the postpartum period I mean I'm sure there are some programs that are doing a great job but not all of them and I found that out on a personal level I when I weaned my son I was like I am feeling all of these emotions of what is going on with me and then I learned, and then I was talking to Amy and from AZ Breastfed Day, which was awesome. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, it's normal. Like, your hormones, again, are here. They're shifting. And then you're gonna, it's going to take so much time yeah. for your body to really adjust to that change in hormones. So that's something to know, that when you're done breastfeeding, I mean, if you choose to breastfeed, but there's a whole other wave of emotional experiences that will happen. And I think that's good to know. Because yes. if I would have known that, 
I would have felt a lot better about it. Like, okay, yeah, I'm going to just prepare myself. Yeah. yeah. So that this is going to happen. It's going to pass. Mm-hmm. And this is a normal part of the process. Yeah. We get a lot of questions about that. I even had somebody very close to me recently talk to me about their baby's a few months older than mine. I was the first person that they talked to about them going to see a, a psychiatrist. How do you say that? Psychiatrist. 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 <laughs> I was like, I'm not saying it right. Um, she's seeing a psychiatrist once a month and she's on medication. She hasn't even told her husband because she feels so isolated in mm-hmm. these feelings and not even want to share them. And she literally just last week told me about her experience and felt privileged that she was opening up to me and everything. Mm-hmm. I think but, it's good that we're normalizing going yeah. and getting help. Because, like, we even said that with Lola. Like, back in the day, you hear someone seeing, like, a therapist. You're like, you're weird. You yeah. know, like, what's wrong with you? But yeah. now it's like, no, everyone should go see one. Mm-hmm. It's normal. I know. And like, I was I just like, good, good for, for you. Everybody. Yeah, good for you. Yes. Good for you. Yeah. And I hope that, like, even just opening up to one person and hearing that yeah. helps her help tell her spouse or yes. family. And You'd be surprised how many people contact me or tell me that, the most um, unsupportive people are their spouses mm. or their family or their Aww. mother or their mother-in-law. And they feel like they've told them or even their provider, they've told them and they feel yeah. like they weren't heard, they were rejected. And I think that therapy, obviously, that's like when you drag your partner into therapy if they're not willing to go. And it's obviously, it's not that easy. I recognize that there's going to be, it's really yeah. complicated. And some people will say, no, absolutely not. I'm not going to go. But that's when you have to find new support people. Like mm-hmm. in this time, it's like, okay, I, it's not my job to fix you or figure this out. I need to work on me. And if that means I need to find somebody else that can best support me, if it's a friend or mm-hmm. if it's somebody from a, like a therapist, then I got to do that. Yeah. Um, you brought up something and it made something click off in my head, but, um, dads get, uh, can experience postpartum mood disorders as well. Mm. Yeah. Um, so 10% of fathers will experience a postpartum depression mm. and they're at higher risk if mom experienced postpartum depression. So interesting. I feel like my husband did. He's kind of had a history of it. Mm -hmm. Um, We've dealt with it before in the past. And I feel like he has kind of had that situation since my son was born. And and we're kind of dealing with it right now. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't look the same. Like, you know, it's not what you expect. Um, So men might look more irritable. They might, like, feel and act more irritable. They might be more disconnected. They can be um, just trying to go into, like, do other things. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm going to go golf, or I'm going to go... I use that example, but I'm not every man golf, so yeah. I recognize that. Yeah. <laughs> but, just my husband goes to the dirt bike, yeah. and he, he goes to concerts. Yeah. And, then that, <laughs> like, and that makes mom more irritable. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, because you're like, hold the baby. Are yeah. you seriously leaving <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's honestly, to open up a little bit about it, it's truly something that my husband and I have experienced, and I didn't quite expect it, mm-hmm. and... I think it's taken me this long to recognize that he's going through something. Yes. Like he really, he's a wonderful guy. He's a wonderful husband, wonderful dad. And so I was caught off guard by some of the things that have been happening. Mm-hmm. And I, I've truly started to recognize that he's going through something mm-hmm. and he needs my support. And absolutely, I'm lucky I didn't go through anything major like that. Yeah. He, he took it for the team this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you have, like, there's a lot of changes. It's a change in your relationship. It yeah. went from like, the two of you are important, yeah. you know, he's the most important, and now there's this other yeah. human that yeah. you're like, what about the baby? You know, yeah. it's mm-hmm. so the dynamics shift, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of pressures that you're experiencing, whether it's financial, whether it's housing, whether it's taking care of stuff, now you're delegating like a whole other set of things. Yeah. So there's just so much change that occurs that you just, you don't even, I'm telling you, we don't think about it, right? Yeah, We're preparing we our, like ourselves for the nursery. We're yeah. preparing ourselves for like... And I almost wish like 
you know, you have your doctor's appointments that you go to while you're pregnant. Why isn't there, like, therapy appointments? Like, there should be a thing. Like, mandatory. Mandatory therapy appointments once a month or something. And then after you have your baby, okay, we'll see you back in six weeks for your therapy appointment. Like, it should be a thing. I wish it was. I know. Maybe one day it will be. I'm actually really working. Like, that's my biggest goal is to, there's, like, a local practice that I've been kind of talking about, but starting to screen moms, like, from point of pregnancy, like, all the way through, and then offering them the education because... I, I, I recognize this. When I went to my first follow-up, they just gave me one screening tool. Uh-huh. Yep. And then um, there, she was like, do you want me to put you on medication? And it was like two weeks after I had my son. And I was like, well, hold up. Like, <laughs> you're not going to like really ask me anything else? And then no one ever followed up with me after that. It was like no one ever gave me a screening measure. No one asked me any other questions. And I knew that was wrong because, I mean, and I'm sure a lot of people know that's wrong, but I, I just felt like this is not the standard of care that should be going on because we should yeah. be checking up on moms. I mean, we take our kids, right? How many pediatric visits do we have in that True. first year? You're yeah. just like constantly True. at the pediatrician. Yeah. And then no one's like, hey, how are you? You know, mm-hmm. how are you doing? Yeah. So that has to change. And I'm, I'm hoping to like work with some of the local providers to be able to start screening moms more and having a place for them to go. It's just going to take it's going to take some work mm-hmm. and it's going to take yeah. like a, a lot of people that are going to mm-hmm. pay more attention to that. Yeah. Good. I'm glad you're doing that. It takes, it takes yes. someone's rising up and saying this needs to happen. Yes, absolutely. Eventually change will happen, but mm-hmm. usually change is slow, unfortunately. I know it. Yep. So in the meantime, you have to take, you have to be proactive about your own mental health. Mm-hmm. Yes. You really have to just, even if you feel okay, maybe just still schedule it. Your usually insurances cover it. Yes. Depending on your insurance, you have like a little little copay. It's usually not too expensive. Or find. I mean, if that's a if that's an issue, like finding that online support group. Yeah. If, yeah. I mean, I think anything is better than nothing, and I I recognize that obviously going to see an individual therapist once a week is would be amazing. But yeah. it's mm-hmm. if it's not figuring out what that support looks like, and if it's not even that kind of support. It's finding that one person that maybe I can yes. check in with and talk to. Maybe there is a friend that's a really good listener that's willing to be there for me and just opening up yeah. to them. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's, you know, calling a friend that lives across the yeah. country because I've moved away from my family yeah. to do that. I feel like we've had each other for sure. That's helped a lot because we don't judge each other. I mean, mm-hmm. she knows everything yeah. and I know everything yeah. and it's okay. Yeah. We can never not be friends. I know. <laughs> exactly. We got a lot of ammo yeah. on each other. Yeah. You know too Keep much. <laughs> I'll kill you. Yeah. <laughs> or we have to run away together. <laughs> Yeah, That's so true. It's it seriously. I mean, I had kids before her, but I think it's. Like, I, still I was there. real. I was real and honest with you about everything. Yeah. and I never sugarcoated anything. And I would always still go hang out at our yeah. house. And I remember Cash being like, "Mommy, I want to play with Sam." You're like, "This is mommy's time." Yeah. <laughs> this is mommy's time. Mommy's playing with Sam. I need to talk to adults. <laughs> so. That's so one thing too. Like I'm in a house, so I've got a five year old, a three year old, and a one year old. Yes. I talk to babies all day. Yeah. Like. I'm craving talking to an adult and having an adult conversation. And that's something that could drive someone insane. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would get, when I'm in my last house, I feel like trapped in my house all day. And like when you would come over, it was seriously like sometimes I probably word vomited a bit. (laughs) But it's like you need someone to talk to. So I'm so glad I had you. I couldn't imagine if I didn't have you, Mm -hmm. that would be hard. Mm -hmm. So I think one of the great things about social media is you can connect with people. Like we have our mom worthy group. Mm -hmm. Or even just, like, search your where you live, your state, moms, you know, mm-hmm. Arizona moms, whatever, Colorado moms, yeah. find someone, yes. reach out to people, and almost everyone's looking for a mom friend, it seems like, so. I, I didn't expect that. When we first yeah. started this mom-worthy page and everything like that, I thought it would be 
fun and you know yeah, just a fun throw some fun memes out yeah. there but the amount of moms that connect with us and ask us for help and advice mm-hmm. and just want to talk and want to hang out it's lonely it's, out there yeah it it's is surprising because you're it feels very isolating you like have this mm-hmm. baby you're in your house you know not everybody is home at the same time as you yeah and you're just like what do I do and then you don't even want to you don't even want to like go around and look mm-hmm. I will say there's like a few things that can really help people and that's Finding your free childcare. <laughs> like, so I honestly, sometimes it's like figuring out what I need to do to get out of the house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if you don't have access to childcare, um, I like if you have a net, like a gym membership, that's there awesome. Go. Yeah. go there, spend, I mean, if they have a two hour maximum, Mm-hmm. Go and sit on the couch, yeah. sauna, walk sit really slowly, phone, <laughs> listen to the mom worthy podcast. There you go. There you go. Shameless plug. <laughs> and then, like, do whatever it is yeah. that you need to do for you for real. while someone is watching your child and they're safe. Um, or if you're like a person of faith, go to church. Can yeah. Go to a couple services in a row. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. This is nice. Nice little Keep really religious today. Praise <laughs> yeah. Jesus. I need that message again. I'm going to go eat at the cafe. Yeah. I'll be back. Seriously. <laughs> this is like communion. Yeah, make it work. <laughs> but like, or, you know, you utilizing those services, uh, it can be it can be anything. There's like lo- here in Phoenix, there's like local grocery stores that have childcare. There's mm-hmm. the movie theater that has childcare. Use them if you want to. I mean, if that's something you want to do. Or there's, like, um, stroller strides. Is that what it's called? My sister does that. Stroller strides. Well, some people don't like to check their kids in. So it's like, strap those babies up and go talk to other moms. That was one of the questions. It was people having a hard time leaving their kids with other people. I have struggled with that, too. Up until recently, like, my mom, I will leave my kids with my mom almost any time. Yeah. And my mother-in-law, I'm getting better. I mean, I I trust her and stuff. But with the pool, my kids are a little bit older now. So... That is something that's really yes. hard. How do you overcome that feeling of not wanting to leave your kids? It's hard. It's like finding someone that you trust, expressing to them what some of your fears are. And I think like as a support person, somebody on the receiving end, that's this is feedback to like the other person. It's not being like, well, that's not realistic. That's never going to happen. We don't want to hear that, right? Mm-hmm. When you're stressed out and anxious, you, the last thing you want to hear is that's never yeah. going to happen. Maybe don't get offended yes. too by the mom saying, like, yes. so I could see like my mother-in-law, love her to death, great person. I could see her maybe getting offended. Like, you don't trust me? You know, like, I do. It's all about just, you. I'm just terrified. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't trust anybody. I don't trust anybody. I will throw the things out there that I'm like stressed out about even with my husband. Like, hey, don't forget that garage door is open yes. and I want you to be like, are you exactly. like, look at me in the eyeballs. Yeah. I want you to know that you get it. And then he's like, there's a scissors I, in that top door. Can you reach that? Yeah. I know. Your yeah. brain goes to, I'm like, there's that glass that's sitting there on the countertop and I know he can probably reach that and it's going to mm-hmm. fall and he's going to cut his foot yep. open. So like, can you, and then he's just like, I got this. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think part of it is like sharing what, what your fears are if you feel comfortable and you feel like yeah. you're going to be validated or someone's going to like help you there. But also knowing, and I used to tell myself this because I, I do go to church and the first time I ever checked my son into the childcare, it's like. I, I don't know, should I feel this stressed? About oh, I was so stressed. Yeah. I, and then I, I, went, took, I dropped my son off, and then I was like, you're okay. He's safe. He's in a good... And I, I had these, like, mantras I was saying to myself repeatedly. I was like, mm-hmm. he's safe, and they will text you if something is wrong. Yep. And you, if you need to check back on him, you can walk over there and look. Mm-hmm. Like, no one's stopping you. And I did yeah. that, and then, like, the first several times... Because he would also cry. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is the worst. Yeah, I feel like I'm such a bad mom leaving you. <laughs> and then I just kept doing it. I kept, like, trying. That's all you can do, right, is you can continue to try. And then the more I tried, and now he's, like, runs. It's a, If yeah. he's at the gym or if he's at church or wherever, he's just, like, runs there. And he's like, bye. 
And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, you love it and you're happy and you're safe and I'm happy. Yeah. And then when I go to pick them up, I'm like, I like you again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a much needed break. <laughs> yes. Exactly. So it's it's just exposure. It's and sometimes it's small steps. So I actually started off because I was stressed about this. I would like this is an example, and obviously this doesn't have to relate to everybody. And I understand that not everybody goes to church, but I would only take him for like I would skip the music and I would just check mm-hmm. him in for like the sermon. I see and then you. I'm like, okay. Once I became more comfortable, I was like, he'll be fine. And my husband is like so okay with dropping him off. Oh, yeah. He was like, he's good. Mm-hmm. Drop him off. He'll be fine. They usually are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, don't, they don't have the same um, anxiety as Yeah. And I'm like, are you sure? He's like, he's fine. Mm-hmm. I'll walk over there if you need me to. And I'm yeah. like, he's probably going to get another coffee or something. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then it, it just all worked out. I was just increasing that exposure. And then just so just do it. it. Yeah. Just like do it. It's you really so good have for you. To. I know. It's so hard. I understand it. We understand it. It's so hard, but just you have to. You have you, to. For the sake of your kids, too. Yes. You'll like them more, like you said. You'll yes. like them more. <laughs> the break is necessary. And then you'll, once you start really feeling that, like, the reinforcement of that felt good. Yeah, it was might be stressful, but it just felt good to have yeah. that space. Like, we're not, someone isn't touching me or needing yes. me, and I can refuel in whatever way exactly. I'm doing, whatever refuel, it is. Yep. Then you're like, okay, maybe this was worth my while, and, mm-hmm. I, and I should do this more. Yeah, because you're on like 100% of the time when you're around yes. your child. You're constantly watching them. Mm-hmm. You're reliable for them staying safe and alive. Yes. But when you don't have that feeling, it's even if you're doing nothing, it's a level of relaxation that, you, have way, a, that yeah. you forget that you can feel. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Just, like I don't have to worry about him being alive right like now. Like, somebody <laughs> else is taking on that stress. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. That's a big burden, right? Yes, it's, it's a huge heavy. burden. Yeah. I never thought about that before having my yeah. son. Right. It's like I get, like I breathe out. I'm like, oh. Cash and Sawyer, so they're five and three, and they're for the first time ever spending the night away from home tonight. At, what? At, at um, my mother-in-law's house. Oh, yeah, congratulations! No, <laughs> first time ever. Not and you know, what? like you need to update us on this. Oh, well, Capri's staying with my mom tonight. <laughs> Is Capri at your mom's? Yeah. I'm a free woman. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? And I'm mm-hmm. not and I'm not stressed out about it. Believe wow. it or not, I was like, peace out. <laughs> yes. Mama's free. Mama's getting out yes. tonight. <laughs> it's funny because I people would um tell me at first, like when I was in the early stages, they're like, it gets better, it really does. And I didn't believe them. And I'm like, I feel like I'm always gonna feel mm-hmm. this way. Now my son is like, he'll be two next month. And he can, like, tell my mom everything. So yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, this is great. You know, he'll be like, nah, nah, yes. Zach, nah, nah, When tea, they can nah. talk, it helps, for <laughs> sure. Like, and then you're like, okay, good. You're great. Yep. See you guys later. I will maybe be back later. I maybe know. tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. But no, it feels good. Yep. I'm excited for that because my husband and I, our 10-year anniversary is next year. And my, my son will be right around two yes. when that hits. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about going to our honeymoon spot in Jamaica and doing like a trip just with us. And you're and already stressing. I it. am. <laughs> I am. But I talked to my sister who has a two-year-old kid. And she's like, that'll be the perfect time to do it. Yeah. They can talk. Like, you, they'll understand that when you tell them, we'll be yes. back. And Yeah. It helps. So like, I'm trying to like, remind myself of that. That's why I'm not as worried. They can talk. They, and I said, if you want to call mommy, say, can I call mommy? And you can call me. Mm-hmm. So. And they, they, they can have fun. Yeah. It makes a world of a difference. Like, when they're really young and they just need you, like, yeah. all mm-hmm. the time, that's stressful. But, like, my brother will be there. And he's, like, hands-on with him. And he has a blast. And he, like, forgets about me. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he's just, like... Bye. My son so does makes- that even now. I'm like, hey, mommy's <laughs> <Yep>. leaving. <laughs> hey, cry. Can you cry? Yeah. Like, crawl to me. Yeah. Cry. <laughs> Miss me. Yes. So, yeah. it's It does 
definitely get easier. I didn't believe it. Now my son is going to be two, and I'm actually he spent. We're spending the night away from him for the first time next month. Ooh, and we're like, thank yeah. you. <laughs> I'm actually having surgery, so it's not that oh, long. Bummer. Uh, I'll say, be in the drink, hospital. Have a drink. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we'll get some good meds. Hey, I know some moms. I don't know who, but who said, you know, it might not be a bad thing to be in the hospital for a few days. No, for real. For real. I remember that actually. Some good sleep. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Like I you basically have room service. Right? Yeah. Exactly. This is like a vacation. I just have to sit here. So I think some key points to take away from this is prepare. Yes. Go to a therapist and don't be ashamed of it. Absolutely. Bring your husband with you too. Mm-hmm. Or whoever, your partner. And um, it's find the support that you need. And also reach out to people and don't be afraid yes. to get help. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to leave your kids. I feel like an underlying message of this entire conversation though was don't mom guilt, don't mom shame. Mm-hmm. You don't appreciate mm-hmm. it. If it's done to you, don't, I know we accidentally sometimes do it to other people, but yes. like we have to be very conscious of it and mm-hmm. just everybody has a different experience. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going through their own shit and their own yep. issues. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we have to like nip in the butt. Absolutely. Yeah. Like guys like have each other's backs usually. Yeah. They're not like, oh my God, did you see so-and-so? He wasn't reading to his kids. You yes. know, like no God, no dad is saying Yeah. That. And exactly. we need to be that way. Moms need to be that way. Yes. Moms need to be, yes, always supportive. Yes. Like, if you see, and I think it's so common before I had my son, I probably was doing that too. Yeah. Like, oh, so me too. Perfect mom before I had oh, my yeah. son, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're like, what? Oh my gosh, those kids are on their tech. And it's like, now that's another way to have self care. Yep, exactly. If you need to do that, yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I've said. People too. are not living your experience for you. And no. it's like, you need to, it's like, if someone is not happy with the way that you're doing it, they're, I always say, like, you're more than, ha- yeah. you're more than welcome to come do a day in the life. Yeah, and then see exactly. How I do this. Yeah, exactly. and a day's not even it. No, you can handle one day. <laughs> yeah. It's the day after day after exactly. day. Yeah. exactly. Of that situation. Good luck Absolutely. with no electronics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've actually unplugged everything. Yeah. None of it's working. <laughs> but like that's why I've noticed that too. Is people make shaming about letting your kids use electronics. I'm like, dude, I have three. Sometimes the only way I can take a shower is to let them watch a video real fast while I'm in the shower. Like yeah. I did that this morning. Yeah, you, you gotta do. What you gotta do? <laughs> it's like a, you gotta do it. You have to. What yeah. about, what's, I I always say like there's nothing more terrifying than taking a shower with a toddler running around in your house. Mm-hmm, exactly. So if I can get him to just mm-hmm. sit down and, and watch sometimes something, that's the only thing. You yeah. can't safety. do that. Yeah. You can't do that. <laughs> I saw the video. Came over the knife. You know? yeah. <laughs> and the mom's like, exactly. ah. Exactly. Yeah. So my son's just he's just learning what candles are, and he's like, "Mommy, fire! Ooh. More fire!" And I'm like, "Oh no, he's Your gonna be a pyro." <laughs> I'm like, our house is going to be on fire. Oh, my God. Hide the candles, hide the lighters. Yeah. Yeah. My son's all about, like, the electrical outlets uh-huh. and things in his mouth, so I can't leave him on. <laughs> yes. it, it never gets easier. They say it does, Thanks. but really. <laughs> my three-year-old is scary. She's like, Mama, what are you doing in there? And I to see if she You're has time hiding. to do something bad. Yeah. <laughs> Mommy's hiding. Yeah. I'm Please hiding. Oh, cool. I'm going to go do bad stuff. Well, thank you so much for coming today. Absolutely. Seriously, this Thanks was, for having me. I think this is going to be great, a great resource for people who come to us with questions. We yes. can now send them to this podcast episode because yes. we never felt comfortable answering these questions. No, I don't want to just tell you my experience. I want yeah. somebody to yeah. actually give good information. Yeah. I think also don't be afraid to force people around you to listen to this podcast mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. <laughs> because seriously. I think that's even bigger. Yes, mm-hmm. it'll validate how you feel, but people around you need to understand how you feel, especially if you don't have that support. Yeah, absolutely. Have sure. your husband listen to it, your mom, your mm-hmm. mother-in-law. 
Your sister, whatever. Yes. And have them leave a review while they're there. <laughs> <laughs> Five stars or don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, so, where can our followers find you? So I am Psyched Mommy. I'm always like, I always have to spell this out I for know, myself. P-S-Y-C-H-E-D-M-O-M-M-Y. Psyched Mommy. Um, and my website is bandofmothers.co. Okay, cool. Bandofmothers.co. That's and we'll tag all this stuff, yes. too. So I have resources that I've been kind of starting to really uh, compile on my website. Okay. So, like, information about what um, these maternal mental health issues, what it looks like, where they can find help. So I'm starting to compile all these resources and put them on my website. So if you want to sign up, it's not like I'm going to be bombarding people with, like, junk mail. It's Good legitimately going to be yeah. resources. Awesome. awesome. Well, thank cool. you so much. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So, yeah, we did a lot of questions. We asked our followers to submit questions for you regarding yeah. these topics. And, um, well, we'll dive in. But a lot of them have to do with postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, yep. and everything basically relating to that. So, I guess, first off, how do you identify? I think that's the first step. If you yeah. have postpartum anxiety, postpartum depression, or just mommy blues, like, mm-hmm. what's the difference between all of those? Yeah. So, mommy blues, or like, and I think that. This is a big thing because 60 to 80% of women will experience that those baby blues mm-hmm. right shortly after wow. delivery. So it, that's between the time frame of about two days postpartum to two weeks. It's about the timing, the um, severity, and the onset. So like the duration as well, I suppose. So we're looking at like the time. So if it was a short, brief period of um, I'm feeling down, I'm yeah. maybe I... Um, can't I'm just crying and you know I used to I experienced this I was just crying for no reason like midday I'd be like what is going on I'm yeah. just I can't even stop this but the thing to distinguish that is that when you're experiencing baby blues you're generally happy so you're generally happy um you can sleep like so you don't really have the hard time getting to sleep like for example if your baby's napping and you want to lay down you can kind of sleep um so there's a difference there between postpartum depression and baby blues because okay. with that you might struggle to get to sleep even if you want to get to sleep so there's quite a few things that kind of distinguish the two but baby blues is mild and it's not a psychiatric condition so it's not um something that people will suffer from from a prolonged period of time what it is is it's a sensitivity to that hormone, the shift in mm-hmm. hormone changes. So typically it resolves within two weeks. I mean, we say, I mean, give or take, it's not like 14 days and okay. time's up kind of thing. <laughs> you know, hey, if you, yeah. if you went on day 15, there's a problem yeah. here. So it's that, that it's a shorter duration. It's a mild experience. You're generally happy. Um, and you're, you can function fairly well. Depression is more of where it's starting to really impair your functioning. It's going on for a longer period mm-hmm. of time. And most postpartum uh, mood disorders and anxiety disorders peak at like three to five months. Okay. So um, some in some people, it's different. Some people, it's later than that. Some people, it's earlier than that. So it's just really, it's hard to put a timeline and time frame and specific symptoms because every single person exhibits very differently. Um, with the postpartum depression, you'll find that... Um, moms will experience like suicidal thoughts and that's not a normal thought it's commonplace with postpartum depression but it's not normal to feel that way it's not Mm -hmm. normal to feel like I'm better off not around my family's better Mm -hmm. off without me um you're having trouble sleeping maybe it's getting to sleep maybe it's staying to sleep uh there's gonna be changes in appetite you're gonna have a difficulty concentrating and sometimes this gets mixed up with oh you're just not sleeping Mm -hmm. but it's not that it's it's like a whole nother level of I can't think straight and um, so there, it's that's kind of like the major differences. There's, it's just very amplified. I don't want to say it's amplified baby blues because it's not. It's a, it's a psychiatric condition. 
And it doesn't change how much a mom loves her child. So that's like another misconception is, well, if I feel this way, if I feel depressed, does that mean I don't love my baby? I mean, am I a bad mom? Or, And that's not true. So that's why women are not sharing about it because mm-hmm. they like feel guilty and shameful. Yeah. Like I, I thought I was going to be so happy, you know, after I had this baby. And why do I feel this way? Mm-hmm. Um, so those are just some of the symptoms of postpartum depression and anxiety. And I think this is something that's probably become more talked about yes. lately, right? Because before, I mean, even before I had my son, I'd only heard of like postpartum depression mm-hmm. like years ago, right? Yeah. yeah. And anxiety is that, you know, worry is similar to anxiety that we'd experience outside of the postpartum period. Um, but you're worried about yourself, your own health. You're worried about the health of your baby. You're like constantly, um, those racing thoughts are occurring. You might have physical symptoms. You're having a really hard time getting to sleep. A lot of women will um, experience rapid weight loss because they're just so concerned and kind of keyed up. Mm-hmm. That's I guess that's how a way to explain it. Um, so that's really different. Uh, well, one thing I want to go back and touch on is that women have actually shared more of, and I'm really thankful for, is that um, depression doesn't always come up as like being weepy and crying and mm-hmm. I want to stay in bed. You'll see a lot of moms get around, right? They're just like doing what they got to do. Yeah. And some moms will report feeling more irritable. Mm-hmm. I even notice this in myself in the postpartum period. I'm like, why am I so angry? Like ever, anything could upset me. If I couldn't figure something out, I was like, this is irritating the crap out of me. Mm-hmm. And what is wrong with me? You know, it's just yeah. that you feel like you're not yourself. Um, and that is one of the biggest red flags. And I just posted about this a few days ago. But when a mom says, like, I don't feel like myself, that's... Like, I love that quote. I yeah, saw, I saw you that. post yeah. that. That's a red flag. Like, yeah. Check into that, right? Because mm-hmm. if you don't feel like yourself, chances are you're you're not, yeah. right? Yeah. So don't accept. It. Yes, yeah. you don't have to live that way. You don't have to feel miserable. It's not like just time is going to make it go away. So, those are just some of them, some of the indicators, some of the the ways that we separate baby blues from like postpartum anxiety and postpartum depression. Um, another big thing that we don't talk as much about, but people are talking a little bit more about is postpartum OCD. It's Mm. the most misunderstood uh, postpartum or perinatal uh, diagnosis because we just don't know a lot about it. And that's, I don't know if you guys follow um, postpartum stress is the um, Instagram page. Mm -mm. Karen Kleiman, um, big, huge in the, Mm -hmm. in the postpartum uh, world, but she has this book called um, good moms have scary thoughts. And that is something that moms will share. Like I'm having these thoughts of harm coming to the baby that I feel awful about and I can't stop them. They're, we call them intrusive thoughts. And so some moms will say like, I have fear, like I'm going to drop the baby while I'm walking down the stairs or I'm going to drown the baby giving a a bath. So I'll avoid doing these things Mm. because I'm so worried about it. And there's a lot of guilt and shame about that as well. I've kind of experienced that. I was terrified this past week at my baby swim for the first time, and I almost canceled the plans because I didn't want to get in the pool with him. So I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to drop the baby in the pool. He's going to get under the in the yeah. water in the pool. I have a lot. Of I don't want to have to try to do my, CPR. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my kids are at their in, my in laws' house right now, and they have a pool, and it's like the whole the whole time yeah. I'm thinking about that. You're like wonder like mm-hmm. I that's. I hate that it's a thing, right? Because yeah. you don't expect it. And I think these are the things before we even become pregnant that you never even consider. You don't. You're not like, I'm going to be worried about everything. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And we used to live in a, a two-story home. And I used to like repeat this thing in my head, like, how am I going to walk down the stairs? Am I going to trip and fall with my son? And that used to freak me out. 
all the time. Mm-hmm. And it went started to go away, obviously, as I was carrying them up and down the stairs yeah. all the stinking you had time. That issue too. That's why I bought this house. <laughs> I had a two story house. And in December, after my baby was born, we were a couple months, we're like, we're done with the stairs. We yep. had too much anxiety yeah. over it. And we literally moved yeah. to this house because it was a one story. So what about what's the first step someone should take once they think, okay, this isn't normal, or I need to find out if this is normal? Where should yes. they go? What should they do? So there is um, Postpartum Support International, uh, PSI. They, um, their website's great, postpartum.net. And they have a warm line, so you'll call and you'll talk to somebody okay. and they will get you connected with local resources in your area. Cool. And every state has coordinators that are familiar with all the resources in that area. And um, not only do they get you connected with like an individual therapist or maybe a psychiatrist, but they have support groups, local support groups. And um, they also have an online support group. So if you can't get out and if you're okay. like, they have one for even military moms awesome. um, or just general, you know. The general population, mm. but um, you get connected with those supports. So it's one of the most important things that you can do is get connected with services, get connected with supports. I think that the support um, groups are so important because you feel so isolated and alone. Yeah. So to go and share with another, like another group of moms that are like, you know what, you're not, you're not yeah. alone. I feel this, and this is what I maybe do to help. There's a sense of relief to feel like, oh, it's not just me. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, that's so that's really incredibly helpful. Um, you can also check out your local hospitals. 